Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. It says in Colossians 1.13, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness? Now, delivered means simply he has the power to take us out of the bondage of darkness. With Pastor Jay Petty. There's only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of light. We're born into the kingdom of darkness. God translates us into the kingdom of light. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. His purchase of sin was his death and the shedding of his blood was for you, was for mankind. Why? Because Jesus wants to establish a kingdom in this earth, a kingdom that belongs to him, a kingdom of power. A kingdom reveals the very essence of God in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday sermon. If you have believed in Christ, your Savior, God has redeemed you. Redemption is a simple word. It just means purchased. You can go redeem your groceries. You can go redeem, uh, you know, your gas. It just means what you've bought, what you've paid for. And what Jesus did for us is he purchased our sin. In fact, Jesus purchased the sin of every man, woman, and child for always and forever. Now, what does that mean, he purchased our sin? It means he bought and paid for everything that you've ever done, everything that you'll ever do. It's his. When you, but the point all that is this it's very simple you have to receive it you have to receive what is offering you now redemption let me tell you uh, how this kind of works we got sin and we got death sin brings death period that's what happens that's why we all die and that's uh, some people not only die, but they die, they die uh, spiritually. And they are never awakened spiritually. And then they just die physically, aren't eternally separated from God. But the process between sin and death is sickness and disease. Sick, sin produces sickness and disease, and sickness and disease produces death. Have you ever noticed how when people get, get to that place, like this lady where he was asking for prayer for? Isn't it amazing that, that, that it is sickness and disease, and the process of that in the end is death, and that happens to every one of us. Very few people ever get out of this life without something going wrong in their body. And, and it doesn't matter how good you take care of yourself. It just happens because the problem is is that sin has a curse on it. And the curse of sin, if you want to read about it, is in the, in the I think it's in Exodus, uh, where it talks about the, uh, the, the blessing and the cursing. They stood on two different hills and they blessed and they cursed. They said all the curses and what all the curses did, the curse of sin, and what the blessings were, which were without sin. So when you walked in the blessing of God, it produced a healthy life. That's amazing, isn't it? 
You say, well, then why do you have heart disease? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe redemption hasn't had its full result in me yet. And maybe God is trying to teach me something in what I'm walking in. I really don't know. But one thing I do know is that, is that when you're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, you belong to Jesus. And when you belong to Jesus, your life has been taken out of this world and placed in the kingdom of His Son. It says in Colossians 1.13, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Now, delivered means simply he has the power to take us out of the bondage of darkness. We're, you know, we're born into this, this world, and in this world that we're born into, we're born in sin, simply in truth. And, that's, and, and sin runs rampant in our lives. You ever notice that? You know how I know? Because it's what we do. It's what we want. It's the places that it takes us. It's the things that cause us to do the things that we do. I think as you get older, you begin to think, I don't want to do that no more. But the point is, is that uh, that's what he's saying. That Jesus is the one who delivers us out of darkness. And he delivers us from the bondage of darkness or the chains of darkness. He takes away the power of it. And he hath translated us into the kingdom of his son. So what he did, now I want you to get a hold of this. This is is a pretty picture. We're born into this darkness in our lives. and and, And part of it is that we have no consciousness of God even though we hear about God. We may be raised in church and still not have God. You understand what I'm saying? You can go through your whole life going to church and never, never, never know Jesus. And you can still be held in darkness. The darkness of sin, the bondage of sin in your life. Now God God came to free us from the bondage of sin. That's what he came to do. He came to break that chain so that we could be free. That's why it says, I'm free to run. I'm free to dance. I'm free to live for you. Why? Because when he breaks those chains, he delivers you out of one. He breaks the chains and the bondage of one, and he puts you in another. There's only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness, and there's the kingdom of light. We're born into the kingdom of darkness. God translates us into the kingdom of light. Now, what's over here in this kingdom? We've been talking about that, right? We, we've been talking about it for eight weeks. The things of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom. The power of the kingdom. But that's the kingdom in which we're in. That God wants us to live in and walk in. Well, you say, well, I don't know how. Be a student. Be a student of the word. Dig. Understand God's purpose for your life. Gene and I were in there talking between coming in here and doing worship this morning. We got to talking about that place. That place you can't, you just can't seem to get to. 
You know it's there, but you just can't seem to get to it. It seems like all this stuff gets in the way. Like, you know that there's the kingdom of God. And you know that in the kingdom of God, there's unbelievable treasures and wealth of healing and power and presence and peace and joy. You know that, that if you get to that place, these things are in you. And you begin to live in those things. It's like, it's like uh, Jesus says, I give to you the keys of the kingdom. I give to you the power and the authority of the kingdom to do certain things. And when Peter and John walked up to the beautiful gate and the man had been crippled for 40 years, one of the things that came out of them, that power that came out of them, was the power that healed that crippled man for 40 years. God doesn't change. He's never changed. What Jesus did, he did once and for all. The problem is we just have a hard time getting a hold of it. And we have a hard time walking in it. See, he translates us. Jesus translates us into the kingdom of his son. And whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins. How deep should that go? How deep should it go? It should go until there's nothing left except him. Really, that's the truth. Jesus gave each of us a mission. That mission was to go out and set the captive free to make the lame to walk and the blind to see. Every one of us, he's given us his kingdom. He's called us sons and daughters. He's empowered us with his spirit to live and to walk in this life and to be reflective of God to all those who are around us. He talks about a light. He says, no one puts a candle and covers it. They put the candle so everyone can see. And he says, we, you, you and I, we are the light of the world. We are the ambassadors of Christ. We are the carriers of the message of God. We're the ones who tell others that Jesus died to redeem us from that power and the things that that power holds in us to dwell in him and in his presence. I like this thing. I like, I like this one, that God translated us into the kingdom of his Son. It tells you everything. He's taken us out of the kingdom of this world and he's placed us in the kingdom of God and empowered us to walk in the kingdom, to do amazing things. Matthew 20, 
5 through 28. But, but Jesus called them and said unto them, Yes, ye know that the princes and the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. And they are great, exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. Whoever will be great among you, let him be the minister, your minister. And whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came for that very purpose. And he shows us, he gives us an example of what it really means to be great and do the things of God. One is we take the path of humility in our walk, not with just with God, but with everyone around us. We humble ourselves. Jesus said he emptied himself and became obedient to God <coughs> and obedient to the pathway of the cross. Jesus became king, lord of everything. But even when he found himself in the flesh, he didn't regard equality with God a thing to get a hold of, but he humbled himself. And this is what he's speaking to when he says, if you want to be great in the kingdom, humble yourself. Serve others. Minister to others. No matter who they may be. Do it in love. Do it in the presence of God. Do it in the power of God. When you look at the disciples when they, after the death and resurrection of Christ, they went around serving others. When Philip went down to Samaria, he went down and he served them or he preached the gospel to them. He preached the kingdom of God to them. And that whole community got saved. Why? Because he was willing to serve. See, Jews really thought they were better than everybody else. I'm sorry, just the way it is. They didn't, they didn't associate with anybody else. And when they took that position... And Philip took that position. He realized that his job was to serve everyone and to serve them the word of God and to serve them the power of God and to bring them into the kingdom of God. That's our job. I don't remember, was it the black sheep? Was that the guy that was a pastor in... He was the guy that was a pastor in California. He had this big church. He was a church, a big-time big pastor, had a large church. And he had a, he had a Harley Davidson, so he took it in to have it fixed, repaired, or whatever. And uh, this kid took him home, drove him, and he had a conversation with the kid, and... You know, blah, blah, blah. You know how you do when you're riding with somebody in a car. So when he came back to get his motorcycle, he wanted to talk to this kid. And he found out the kid had gotten killed in between the time that he dropped him off until the time he came to pick up his bike. 
It so affected him that he began to realize that that he needed to change the things that he was doing for something else. He gave up his church. He gave up his ministry in the church. And he started a thing called the Black Sheep. And he went out and he began to reach those people who drove motorcycles. You know, those deep dark ones like the Hells Angels and whoever else is out there that, that ride. And he began to preach the gospel to them. And they began to get saved. What are you willing to do for God? Honestly. Are you willing to serve wherever God sends you? It's kind of funny, we get particular whom we want to hang out with, don't we? Redemption costs. Costs Jesus everything. It was his blood that was shed, you know, at the cross. When they were ripping his back out and all the flesh was being torn and bone was being torn, he was bleeding and all that blood was running out his back. Then he went to the cross and they nailed him to a tree and he was bleeding there. They beat his face and he was bleeding there. They put a, th a crown of thorns on his head and he was bleeding there. The blood was pouring off of his body. That precious blood, that innocent blood of God was for a purpose to redeem mankind from sin. Not temporary, but eternal. When he went into the very uh, uh, temple of God in heaven and he sprinkled that mercy, that blood on the mercy seat, that was an eternal redemption that was being poured out for mankind. Romans 3.24 says, being justified freely by the grace through redemption, that is, in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be the propitiation, simply means that Jesus was the pleased, his sacrifice pleased God. Through faith in his blood. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. His blood is so far reaching. You ever remember that song? There's power, power, wonder working power. In the blood of the Lamb, there is power, power, wonder working power. In the precious blood of the Lamb. You know, the blood, it, it is so far reaching. It'll take the sins of a person who has sinned for 90 years and wash them away in an instant and redeem. Do you know that? It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've walked in. What matters is the blood is present to wash away the stain of sin and redeem you 
from everything that you have ever done. There's so many people walking today in guilt from things of their past that are born again, who believe. And they allow their past to control their future because they haven't forgiven themselves even though God has forgiven them and cleansed them from all of their sins. Redemption is eternal. God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for people who want to be forgiven. That's what he wants. And that's what redemption does. It removes, it removes the stain of anything that you have ever done. God has acquitted you of everything you could ever do. Any place that you've ever walked, any way you've kind of lived your life, God has acquitted you through the blood. The blood has power to forgive. The blood has power to cleanse. The blood has power to break the bondage of sin. You know, I know there are a lot of Christians walking around today that are still living in sin. And they know it. But you know what? They can't seem to get free of it. And you know why? Because they're not believing what the power of the blood has done. When God looks at you, he does not see those things. He sees you as his son, as his daughter, cleansed and purified, purchased in the kingdom of God, a child of God, a son or a daughter of God, who is able to walk in the things of God, who is able to perform the ministries of God, who is able to relieve and, and, and show others how to be translated out of that darkness into the kingdom of the Son. You're free. We say, well, I'm hung up. Let redemption have its final works in you. Let it complete the task in which Jesus sent it to do. And that's to bring an end. End of sin in your life. You know, it says that in Romans that sin shall not have any mastery over you. In other words, sin shall not have power over you. Isn't that amazing? How many of you feel like sometimes sin has power over you? That becomes too much for you, and you fall to it. See, and this whole thing is, is built upon one thing, is what Jesus has done for you. And that relationship that you have with him. It's not superficial. It shouldn't be superficial. It should be something that empowers you to live and to walk in what Jesus has done. Isn't it funny how the enemy comes and creates all the problems in your life and for what purpose? To make you fall. To that, you know, isn't it funny we, when we're under that kind of pressure, what we fall to? 
Isn't it that we go back to that thing that we've always walked in? The thing that we, didn't, that we don't want to walk in anymore? Maybe it's eating, some kind of overeating problem, or maybe it's some kind of depression, or whatever it may be that that place you go to when those things happen in your life that takes you to that place. Jesus has delivered you out of that. The song that they were singing, you know, we need to learn how to praise God in the midst of the storm. We need how to exalt him and praise him and lift him up in the very essence of what redemption is. Lord, I praise you for the blood of Jesus. I praise you for the power of the blood. I praise you for being cleansed of this thing. I give you glory, God. I give you glory, God. We stay, we pray, we praise until it's gone. Because if you don't, you know what happens? You're going to fall to it. And when you fall to it, you know what's going to happen? You're going to feel guilty and you're going to want to quit and give up. That's what you're going to want to do. That's the cycle of it. Remember what Jesus did, he did once and for all. When he justified you, he acquitted you of all sin. He washed you. He dealt with it. In Galatians 3, 13, Christ hath redeemed us. Christ has redeemed us has purchased us from the curse of the law. What is the curse of the law? Sin. That's what it is. He became that sin offering for us. All our sins were put on him. He took everything that you've ever done, ever thought, every anything that you could ever imagine that had to deal with sin, he took that sin and became the curse of it for you. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangeth on a tree. So his purchase of sin was his death and the shedding of his blood was for you, was for mankind. Why? Because Jesus wants to establish a kingdom in this earth. A kingdom that belongs to him. A kingdom of power. A kingdom that reveals the very essence of God in the earth. That's what he wants. And the enemy wants to destroy anything that God's doing. He wants to put chains on us. He wants to make us think that what God has done is powerless for us. And we're not capable. That's what defeat is. When you feel defeated. When you defeat, feel defeated in your Christian walk. When you feel defeated. When people hurt you or say things to you. You feel defeated. When you fall back to that old way of life, you feel defeated. And God wants you to know you don't have to live there. You don't have to live there anymore. But you know what it's going to take? It's going to take faith. 
It's going to take fortitude and the ideal that God has saved me from all of that. Well, how easy it is to fall backwards, isn't it? How easy it is to go back to the way it was. Ever been on a diet? It's the simplicity of what I'm going to say to you. You go on a diet and you lose all this weight. You lose all this weight. And after you lose all this weight, you go back to the way it used to be. And you put it all back on. Right? Isn't that what sin is? We walk so long away from it, then all of a sudden, something happens and we go back to the way it used to be. That's not really what God intended for any of us. It wasn't what he wanted for us. He wanted us to be free. Not just a song. He really wanted us to be free to love him and to serve him and to serve others. He wanted us to be free because we are the redeemed of God. We are the purchased of God. Titus 2:14 says, "Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous for good works. Isn't that amazing? That's what God wants. You know, when I got saved, I was so on fire for God, I couldn't, I, man, I was so zealous for God. I'm telling you, I was zealous for God. I want to tell everybody about Jesus. I would tell everybody about Jesus. I'd tell Jesus did this, Jesus did that, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Anybody would talk to me, I'd talk about Jesus. I was on fire for Jesus. That's, that's what it does. It sets in us a fire that the devil is always trying to put out. It sets in us a fire, a zeal for God, a zeal for his word, a zeal for others to know what you know, to know what you feel, to know what you're experiencing, to know it. And you just want to tell others about it. And that's the truth. You want to draw crosses. You want to leave indications behind that Jesus is king and Lord and that he's your king and Lord. And that's the whole thing. God just doesn't take part. What Jesus, he did, he did for every part of your being to put you in order. Spirit, soul, and body. The first place in you is spirit, not soul. We worship God in spirit. We serve God in spirit. We walk in the spirit. Because the spirit is the highest calling in you. And when your order is spirit, soul, and body, you're operating in the things of God. That, that's what he came to redeem. You. To put things in order in you. Why? 
because you're his son, you're his daughter, because he loves you, because he created you. And his greatest desire is for us never, never to go back. Look at Peter. I love Peter because he tells the example of what I'm saying. He'd walk down a street and everybody would get on the side where, the, where his shadow was going to be. Everyone. They'd lay all the sick there, all the way. And wherever he walked, and wherever his shadow touched, those people were healed. You honestly tell me that God is a God that's changed? It's not God that's changed. It's our approach to God that's changed. It's us not understanding God or the will of God or the will of God. That's really what it is. Thank God we have doctors. We'd all be dead. Isn't it, isn't it a walk of faith when you're sick? Do you know what I'm, I'm going to tell you? Isn't it really a walk of faith when you're sick, when you're hurting? You have all these questions. God, how come? How come? Look, God, why is this happening? God, like, I mean, we, 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 disc, we, we go through a whole list of things. God, why me? And we don't see it for what it is. Sin brings sickness and disease. Sickness and disease brings death. Sorry, it's just what it is. But the truth is you've been redeemed from even to the very end. Someday your body is going to be redeemed. It's called the resurrection of the righteous. God has put in place everything to counteract everything that sin has brought. One day, death will be thrown into the pit. It'll no longer have any power. But when Jesus comes back, when Jesus comes back, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those who have preceded everyone else, that's in the grave. That's the first resurrection. That's the redemption of your body. Right there. You're, you get from, uh, that, uh, that, uh, from that immortality in your body. Right now when I die, it's just my spirit and soul goes to heaven. One day, one day, one day, I'm going to get back my body. And it's going to be a It's going to be an immortal body. It'll never die again. It'll be regenerative in itself. It will never have sickness again. It'll never have disease again. They'll never have age again. There will be none of that in my body ever again. I'll be whole. When you look at the redemptive work of the cross, the redemptive work of the blood, that's what it's for. It's for you. Right now, it's to redeem you from sin. 
to remove it out of your life. Honestly, to remove it out of your life. Every part of it out of your life. The process is ever going on. You say, well, I'm going to die someday. Yes, we're all going to die someday. Even Elijah and uh, Enoch are going to die one day. The whole story is about what God has done for you. I'll end with this, Revelations 5.9. And they have sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and thou hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, and out of every kindred, tongue, and people. Isn't it amazing? God doesn't care what man cares about. Every tongue, every tribe, every nation, we're going to be people who are redeemed. Do you know that? We're going we're gonna to live with every, every group of people when we get to heaven. And you know what? We're going to walk hand in hand in the peace and the love of God very powerfully. But you know something? Some of that stuff should be happening in the earth right now. That's what we've been redeemed from. We were redeemed from all of that nonsense. All the hate. All the prejudice. All, all of the ugly stuff that, that man has created. What sin has created. When we've been redeemed, we're redeemed from that stuff. That we walk in unity with one another, arm and arm. God doesn't care where you've been. He doesn't care what the world has done to you. When you come to Him, when you come through the blood, He washes all of that away. He makes you whole. And you become a part of this great kingdom that He's building, this great family that He's building, this great love walk with Him for one another. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what bondage you've walked in. The blood is enough to break the bondage that's on your life. Doesn't matter if you're a drug addict or alcoholic or a adulteress or a fornicator. It doesn't matter if you're a liar and a cheat. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But when you washed in the blood, when you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, all of that is gone. And God wants you to know that it's gone. Walk. Walk in the Spirit. Walk with God. Walk in the Word of God. Walk in the power of God. Walk in the grace of God. Walk. Walk with God. And he'll lift you up out of that place. He'll lift you higher and higher and higher and higher. Amen. So I'll stand up, please.
Let's just take a moment. If you don't know him, if you don't know that redemption, if you have not been bought and paid for and washed in the blood of Jesus, and you want to have that happen this morning, we can do that. You can do that. You can have absolution of sin. I'm telling you, if you confess and believe in your heart. Confess and believe in your heart that Jesus has been raised from the dead and sit at the right hand of the Father and that he has dealt with your sin 2,000 years ago. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.